It's time for our spotlight. We're spotlighting real estate today, real estate investing. And for that, we welcome in a special guest. Angela Amen is with us, CFO of Bricksmore Property Group. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So just had the company's report looking good. I mean, I saw record leases for small shops and some good news there or dividend raise. Tell us mm -hmm. about the environment in commercial real estate. Yeah, we had we posted a very strong quarter, both from a financial and operational perspective. As you mentioned, um, total leased occupancy was at a record high for our portfolio, which was really driven by record small shop leasing, and a, mm -hmm. uh, we had a record on that uh, leased occupancy metric as well. And also rate, so um, annualized base rent per square foot was another record for this portfolio. Right. That's a big part. That's Absolutely. a big part of the story, isn't it? Yeah, and for us, we've got continued opportunity both on the occupancy side and on the rate side as we continue to execute on our portfolio transformation strategy and upgrade the assets we own across the country. So when I, when, you know, when we think about Bricksmore, we should be thinking about open air, big malls, um, a lot of retailers, and a lot of grocers too, right? Absolutely. So we're an open air portfolio. We're one of the largest open air retail landlords in the country, uh, primarily a grocery anchored portfolio, um, mm -hmm. nationally diversified uh, in markets all over the country. Um, but yeah, we tend to own sort of neighborhood and community shopping centers right. um, that really resonate with the communities they serve and drive a lot of daily needs traffic. And the fact that there's such a, a big part of the portfolio that's based on grocery makes mm -hmm. it not necessarily recession proof, but maybe a little more recession resistant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the grocery anchors continue to do very well in a wide range of economic outcomes, including recessions. Another significant part of the portfolio is off-price retail. So retailers like TJ Maxx and Ross, Burlington, Nordstrom Rack that also offer a really compelling value proposition um, to the customer and also do really well in a wide range of economic environments. So we were talking before the break and I was saying during the pandemic, if you drove around New York City, it was just one closed up shop after another. Mm -hmm. It was pretty sad to see that sort of state of things. And now um, you're talking about record leasing, a lot of small shops. Mm -hmm. Are these just brand new ideas or are a lot of the folks coming back? Yeah, it's really a combination. So our core stable of retailers, like the grocers I mentioned, both traditional grocers and specialty grocers, um, as well as the off-price retail concepts uh, mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier and general merchandisers, are all looking to expand their footprints across right. the country and continue to get as close as they can to the end consumer. So open-air retail in particular offers really unparalleled access and visibility to the end consumer, mm -hmm. um, which is really exciting for them. But we are also bringing in a number of new to portfolio concepts as well as we continue to upgrade our portfolio over time. On our third quarter call, our CEO Jim Taylor mentioned a few names that were new to the portfolio, including a live by Cordish deal. Um, at our Point Orlando asset across the street what from the of, Orlando what kind Convention of Center. Is that? That's a uh, restaurant entertainment sort okay. of focused, a very special asset we own in Orlando. Um, he, he mentioned a, a Yardbird um, store that we opened up first to the portfolio in Dallas, Texas, which is um, a, a new concept from Best Buy, um, and a Bark Social concept, which is another sort of social experiential concept that we opened up at a grocery anchored center in Southern California. Yeah. So it's both this, the core sort of stable group of retailers as well as a lot of new to portfolio retailers as well. And I think you're hitting the theme that we're hearing from folks is that when you're talking about going out and restaurants and experiences, it's not just shopping. I think people have been sort of pent up and they want to spend their money um, differently. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that? Yeah, that's right. I think our centers, we really have the opportunity to bring in a wide range of uses. So really meet that daily needs use with the grocery right. store, 
uh, pharmacy, a wide range of service uses, yeah. but also add to the centers, continue to drive traffic through more restaurants, through you know other types right. of service uses that really are more experiential. As we look forward into the new year, um, do you continue, obviously, to see the demand for new leases at a higher rate, you know, <laughs> the cost per square foot, which has really helped your total occupancy, mm -hmm. right, at basically more money. Yeah. Um, so it shows things are in, in good news, but, you know, there's also this recession looming. Um, what's your outlook for 2023? Yeah, we've been in a, a really interesting environment where we've had effectively no retailer bankruptcies now for two years. Um, mm -hmm. 2021, 2022, we've seen no major yeah. national retailer bankruptcies. And as we look ahead, you know, we do think um, the, the environment over the last couple of years and the fact that we haven't seen a lot of fallout um, really speaks well about how our core group of retailers have, have navigated um, a number of challenges over mm -hmm. the last few years. But do expect as we get into 2023, you will see some additional retailer disruption. For a portfolio like Bricksmore's, uh, where we do have a stable of below market rent um, and we're continuing to upgrade on redevelopment projects that really change the complexion of the asset. We view that disruption as a real opportunity to continue to bring in new tenants to the portfolio right. that will just resonate with the communities they serve and drive more traffic and, as you mentioned, allow us to really reinvest those dollars accretively as we increase the rent. Yeah, you know, um, the disruption is the part I think people are worried about because there's no way to really tell how bad it may be. We may have a soft landing from the <laughs> Fed and it may be, you know, easy go, but it may be a tough time again. So um, a lot of the retailers during the pandemic weren't able to pay rent and then they came back. Mm -hmm. um, the final thoughts here are, I know there's a pause on acquisitions at this point. Um, you know, where is the money going? Reinvesting in the pipeline. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we view ourselves as the value-add leader in the open-air retail space. So most of our um, capital over the last several years has really been allocated to the reinvestment program. We're taking older, well-located, below-market shopping centers and uh, redeveloping them, refreshing oh, nice. them, yeah. um, new facades, bringing in new anchors that are driving better traffic, and then really seeing the follow-on benefit from a growth perspective of the small shop leasing that, that follows that. So that's really been the focus, and that will continue to be our focus over the next several years. We've completed about $800 million of that activity um, at 11% incremental returns. We have about $400 million underway, and another billion dollars, or almost a billion dollars of activity behind it. So we've yeah. got a long runway to continue to upgrade the existing portfolio. Yeah, that's exciting that you're able to do that. It's great to see you. Congratulations Thank on you. the record quarter. Nice to see you. I'm sure you'll be back and give us some updates in the future. Appreciate I it appreciate very it. Thank much. You. Angela Amon, CFO of Bricksmore Property Group.